Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, creating a successful retirement does not happen by accident. It takes very precise planning, hard work, and of course, a lot of saving. On today's show, we're going to outline three important things to understand to help you have the kind of retirement you always want. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in. Indeed, this is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sorrell. Kevin is a fiduciary and an investment advisor representative, 30 years in the business. He is independent and uh, with Silverleaf Financial is where you're going to find him. Uh, Kevin, hey, how are you? We're doing great, Steve. Always good to be here. You know, got a big, uh, got any big plans for the 4th of July? You know what? We're not uh, not doing anything too major. You know what? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad, but a lot of the big holidays, I, 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 I've often heard them referred to as amateur hour because everybody and their brothers going out to celebrate. Exactly. So I try to go to the, we kind of, we, we kind of like to swim out, you know, swim the opposite direction, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, so we go out at time, other times, but this weekend we're taking it easy, just, uh, having a few dinners here and there, maybe some barbecue. Yeah. Um, maybe some barbecue. Know, look, Cause that is that time. Look, it is that time, and uh, so we're looking forward to a good, relaxing weekend. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, my dog is a little uh, fireworks shy, so we kind of need to hang around for her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, I think most dogs are. I know, I know, mine are. Uh, not, you're not big fans of fireworks, uh, right? You know, in fact, quick, quick side note. I don't know if anybody happened to see. There was a story. Guess I can't remember what state this took place in. I want to say it was someplace in the south where uh, a woman's dog. You know, their dog took off and ran away when they were blown off fireworks last week or sometime in the last several days. Yeah. Uh, jumped over, jumped over the fence and took off. Uh, they actually have video. They had a ring video, right? Doorbell. The yep. dog came back and rang the bell. I saw the video. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> very, very cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I love dogs. I'm I've always, you know, I, I've had them all my life. I think dogs are fantastic. And I just thought that was a great story. Yeah. Though. Oh, that's well, a great story. Yeah. Especially you see that big old dog nose go up to the go it, up to the it, doorbell. And there it is. It totally right. It was, I think it was like a golden or a yeah, Labrador or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a good sized dog and just mug, mug shots here right there in the, on the ring video. So that was, I so, thought that was. <laughs> come that was on great. in. <laughs> I mean, it did a better job of getting back home than some people do. You yeah. Know, so. You know, so uh, yeah. Well, I anyway. mean, anyway. So you're, we're talking about basically three things, and and they're pretty big things that we that we talk about when you know getting ready for retirement. And and you know, you've said before, and we've read it and, and talked about it that people spend more time planning a vacation than they do retirement, and that is kind yes. of a shame. But uh, so let's talk about you know changing that mindset and planning for more plan on getting to retirement, and then plan that vacation. There you go. You know, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, kind of like doing the work first, right? Do the work first and then and enjoy yourself when it's done, right? Sure. I like and it. And you know what? And I think if we, if, if we all do a good enough job retirement planning and planning our finances, you know, everything else is going to take care of itself. And, and then you're going to be in the ideal position of having a retirement that's fully funded. You know, you've got everything you wanted and you've got all the cash flow that you need and you can just have a good time doing whatever it is you want to do in retirement. 
Uh, well, one of the things that's, that it starts with um, is having an actual, what we call a clear vision, you know, having an idea of what you want your retirement to look like. Because most people don't. Most people don't really have a clear vision of what, of what they want their retirement to look like, how they're going to spend their days, you know, what are you going to spend your time doing? Uh, and I think that's going to help you, uh, that'll help us come up with a plan. You know, once you can formulate that idea and we can envision it, then, then we're going to be able to put together a plan to help you get there. Uh, because, you know, the, the, the retirement, the gift that it gives you is time, right? You've got all the time in the world at that point. Maybe not all the time in the world, but you've got a lot more than you did when you worked. Of course. And, uh, you know, so you've got the freedom of that time. And it's important that you spend it the way that you want to, right? So we want to figure out what are your priorities going to be? What's most important to you in retirement? You know, is traveling at the top of your list? I, I, I know with me, I'm, I, I love to travel. In fact, just this past week, um, you know, my, my wife and I, we've been talking for a while about somewhere down the road uh, about this great, you know, fantastic trip that we're going to take at some point where we stay in, you know, all the nicest hotels and we fly first class and all these other things. Um, between you and me, I reserved a right to change some of that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but that's the conversation. Uh, yeah. So she shows me this place in Australia. It's on an island off of Australia. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the water is so f fantastically blue. It's incredible. Um, I've, I've never seen never seen it before. In fact, I can't think of the island's name right now. Um, but the hotel, uh, th there's three different options you can stay at. The cheapest room is about $1,100 a night. Um, and they, and they go up from there and they go and up, so, up from there. Wow. Yeah, Sounds like a nice it, place. It's, you know, it's an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous place. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so maybe someday. So anyway, this, this, but the point is we all need to figure out what we want to do in retirement so that we can put together the budget and the plan and make sure we've got a retirement plan, you know, that's lined up and that gets you where you want to be right. Figuratively and, you know, hopefully literally, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so you want to figure out these things you know, maybe you want to start a hobby. Maybe, maybe you want to spend more time with the, with the grandkids, you know, any number of things, but we can put it all together, but you want to, it all starts with having that vision. Uh, and then you want to be, of course, realistic about what those activities will cost. And speaking of travel, you know, I don't know if anybody's rented a car lately, but you know, you can barely get a compact car. The cheapest car at the rental car lot is like a hundred bucks a day. Yikes. And you know, I mean, I'm talking about Midway Airport in Chicago is where I just went. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe they're cheaper, you know, in suburbs or something away from a hub like an airport. Uh, but, but that's something. I think that's about triple what I paid two years ago. Oh, I know. I, I, I completely agree there. And I mean, yeah, because I'm looking at uh, taking a trip in August, and it's yeah. it's a little dicey. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And. Uh, you know, but this is what's going on because everybody's itching so much to get out, right? Everybody wants to travel. We've been cooped up for a long time. And I get it. People want to get out, you know, but you got to ask yourself as you're planning these things is, are they going to go back? You know, how are you going to budget in the future? In other words, our rental car rates, like that we just talked about, they were a third two years ago. I don't think they're going to personally, I don't think they're going to stay at the prices they are right now. But I also don't necessarily think they're going to go back to where they were a couple of years ago. Right. I think it's probably going to find a middle ground somewhere in between. Uh, but I have a hard time believing that a lot of businesses, once they realize they can charge a certain price for something, you know, it, uh, there's a part of me that thinks they're going to want to keep on charging that price, right? Yeah, of course. So, you know, so we're going to find out. But my point is, you know, you want to make sure when we're doing the budget, we're putting together all these numbers, whatever you think you need, I'm, I'm going to say try to try for double that amount. You know, um, well, I, I think you idea. need to, you, you know, what I'm saying factor in factor in a big cushion. So that whatever you, if you think you'll spend five grand a year on vacations, maybe you better budget for 10. 
you know, because who knows how much inflation we'll see between between now and the point that you get involved, you know, that you're actually doing these activities. Sure. Well, and again, so we look at this, uh, a clear vision, I get that. And and you said most people don't really have that. And I understand because if you think about it, it's, it's I mean, it's hard to to quantify what all that is, but that's why it's important to to have a written plan. It is. That, and it's that, important I mean, to have... so, you've, so you've got designations of, okay, I'm going to travel. I need this much money. Yes. And you know what? And putting it in black and white, putting it in writing, you know, it, it uh, I don't know, it, it, it helps to me to solidify the plan, if that's the right word. I'm not sure. I think um, it is. But I think, but there's a lot to be said for taking something that you probably have in your brain. Maybe you've got a rough outline. Maybe you've given it a lot of thought. I don't know. Uh, but a lot of times people, I've met a lot of folks, let me say it this way. I've met a lot of people that told me they've, they've done a lot of planning. Uh, but when I asked to see it, they say, well, you know, I don't have it. In, it's not a written plan. And, and, and that's here. fine. It's all up here. Right. And and we can keep a lot of stuff all up here. Right. You know, so, so it might work out perfectly fine, but let's go ahead and put it down in writing. And then, you know, what a great thing it, it gives you the ability to do is you can go back and you can check it six months, a year, two years, five years later, and you can see how close you are to that plan. You know, one of my, one of my clients tell, told me the other day that uh, they like reading old books, not new books, but old books. And, that, and, and so that they can go back and look at how things turned out compared to what things were looking at at the time and, and remind themselves also of how things were at that time. Uh, so, so I think it's a good exercise to write it down because it gives us a, a bre living, breathing tool, if you will, that we can then update as time goes by and we can modify it to bring it more in line with exactly what's occurring versus what we projected. And that written plan is more than just an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, uh, to, to, I mean, you know, kind of as oh, a yeah. side Far note, you can, you can write things down. I mean, that, that really don't concern you at all, but it's what we want. That's right. That's right. And, and you know what, there's planning, there, there are software, there are software programs that we use, you know, that will, the whole idea behind some of them, if you, is that if you want a full, you know, comprehensive, well thought out plan that takes into consideration, you know, also virtually everything that, that most people ever think about or, or want to think about, you know, it's everything from, from, you know, wealth transfer up after you pass to your cash flow and your income needs. It's, it's traveling and fishing and golfing, everything we've discussed. We really try to take and consider into consideration everything, and then we can update or modify it, and we can look at it and see what our goals were. And 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 one of them that I like it quantifies it in terms of of a success rate. In other words, if your goal is a million dollars and you're at eight hundred thousand, you know, then then your success rate might be eighty percent. Uh, you know, so it gives us it helps us track how close are we to achieving those goals. Uh, and to hitting the projections that we forecast previously. Well, and then when the time comes, we've got to we've got to have a distribution plan, and that is where you really shine, Kevin. Oh yeah, hey, I appreciate that, Steve. And you, you know what? A lot of we we spend a lot of time when we're younger and working years, we're focused on accumulation, right? We're trying to grow it as much as we can to make to you know to make money or to avoid losing money, depending on your your risk tolerance. But the point is, you're trying to grow the nest egg, right? You're trying to save as much as you can, put it away for the future, save it for a rainy day all of those things. And when you get into retirement, that focus, you know, kind of shifts and it shifts to, to more towards the distribution side, uh, which is something I can, I can certainly assist with, uh, you know, because we want to make sure we take a look at what type of uh, income guarantees do you have? You know, do you have a pension plan? You, know, you, you should have social security. I want to say, let's put, let's put an asterisk next to that for those projections though, because we've all heard social security, is supposed to go broke in the next 5, 10, 15 years. It's kind of like a moving target. Uh, most of the data, most of the research I've seen says there's about a 25% shortfall in the Social Security Trust Fund 
uh, by the early 2030s, you know, 2032, 2033, something like that. Sure. Um, and so either we're looking at a, basically a 25% across the board cut. That would be the simplest thing for government to do, right? Um, but I don't think that I personally don't believe they will do that for any current retirees. Uh, I certainly don't think they'll do it for current retirees. I think they'll grandfather it in. Who knows what age they'll pick. But what I'm saying is we need to assume and pl at least plan as though Social Security might be cut. I'm not saying eliminated. I'm just saying I think a very prudent thing to do is to plan on your Social Security being smaller than the government website says it will be right now. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, I think that's that's good planning. You know, and right, right. It's better. It's better to say, you know what? What do they say? Hope for the hope. You know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. I right. Mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, that's that's just something we need to do to be prudent and make sure you don't find yourself in a situation where it's like, man, I was counting on that money, and now I don't have it, and now I don't know how I'm going to pay for you know what? How you're going to pay for? You're going to have to cut something out, right? And and that's why we've seen situations where. Uh, you know, uh, folks get hurt really bad. A lot of times they cut out insurance, maybe somebody on Medicare, maybe they cut out their supplement plan and they got a big hospital bill because Medicare does not pay for everything. And, you know, and that's wiped out a lot of folks. Guys, you know, healthcare, healthcare is one of the biggest causes of bankruptcy in the United States, healthcare and medical expenses. One of the biggest, I believe it's number two. Um, it's in the top three though. I'm very sure, certain. So be very careful, you know, with healthcare and insurance because that that could be something that causes that can cause you a big bill that you might not have anticipated. Oh my gosh! I mean, you know, like you said, it's it, I can understand why. And and in my own situation, my wife had some some fairly serious problems earlier this year. She's fine now, thank you. But but you get that bill, and with the cumulative bill for her hospitalization and on all the subsequent stuff, it was just under two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. You know, and, and I mean, that That's was, I mean, you know, there, that was 6,000 to me, which uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, because no, you're right. No if, if I had to pay two and a quarter, I, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the majority of the population. Yeah. You know, we, it, you know, most people cannot afford to do that. I mean, half the country, there, there's a survey, there are re research and surveys out like every week that says half the country couldn't come up with like a, a surprise, you know, $5,000 bill. Yep. And which which always shocks me, um, because I think that'd be really easy to happen to to a person at any point in time. Sure, um, you know, but you know, so you know, half the population there's no way because that that's a set that's a set uh, status that they're in, um, you know. But those of us that can, we want to plan for it. We want to be prudent, and we want to make sure we have insurance like you guys do, St you know, Steve, to right. to cover to cover these things if they do come up. Because if if you don't have it, it could wipe you out. Period. End of story. Yeah, and. And and none of us want that. I'm really glad your wife your wife is is better, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, and um, and yeah, six grand doesn't feel bad at all when you're looking at <laughs> no, it. No, it really doesn't. You oh, know, oh, you, you kind of you kind of grumble a bit when you pay it, but then it's like, well, oh, okay, good, we're good. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I I I tell you, that's how I usually am. Usually, I'm upset that I've got to pay it, but then I'm like, you know what? Take my money. It's okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. You can have it if that's all. I, if that's yeah. all, if that's my share. But you know? but I mean, and, to 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 your point too, Kevin. It's you know, most people can't come up with two hundred thousand dollars, and 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 that does wipe people out. And I mean, you know, generational wealth. I mean, it could take it could take, you know, longer than your life to figure all that out. No question. No question about it. No question about it. And in a lot of cases, you know, that money that gets wiped out is money that that person was saving for a long, long time. Right. And 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 just one bad piece of luck or accident or whatever you want to frame it, 
you know, it can have a devastating impact on your life. Sure. And, and so we want to make sure we don't underestimate the whole point of this is when I say income distribution and we're talking about guaranteed sources of income and what are your social security benefits going to look like? What we're talking about is making sure you have enough cash flow every month that is well in excess of your bills, right? Especially early in retirement, early in retirement. I, I think your cash flow should probably be double what, what your bills are because you know your bills are only going to go one direction over time and that's higher, but your income might not increase as fast as your bills. So your spending power is going to, your spending power of that dollar, right? With inflation is what I'm talking about is going to diminish over time. And even no matter how much the government comes out and says, Oh, inflation is only one and a half, two percent or whatever they claim. Personally, I swear it's a whole lot higher than that. Oh you man. Know, because, Have you been to the grocery store lately? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like everything that I buy is up a whole lot more than 2%, it seems. Oh my gosh, and yeah. So, you know, so I don't know how they figured this out or exactly, you know, who is doing it. But um, I, I, I have I have started really in the last couple of months, I've really started thinking about how mass, how, how much more expensive things could get at the same time that the government is claiming there's very low inflation, right? <laughs> yeah. And and I'm seeing all these people. I mean, uh, wages are, are are through are through the, are going up, right? A lot of people are getting seems crazy like amount it. of wages, you know. Building construction prices are crazy. You know, home prices in Phoenix, I think, jumped over 20% in the last year, leading, I think, leading the nation. You know, so things are getting a lot more expensive, even though the government tells us that they're really not. You know, so I know it in my pocketbook and I see it in my bills. And so we're not, it's very important that we, that when you go into retirement, that we build cushions into everything you do. So you've got far more, you know, money coming in than you do going out, especially in your early, when you retire, you know, most likely in your 60s. Um, and, and so that's something we incorporate into the plan, you know, and, and one reason, um, you know, that a lot of retirees fail is they underestimate, the, underestimate these expenses. Um, but they also underestimate how much risk they're taking with the portfolio. You know, I meet a lot of people that tell me they're conservative and I look at their investment portfolio and the investment portfolio is aggressive, but the person's telling me they're conservative. And so a lot of times those don't mix. And if you hit a bad market, you could wind up with a, very, very big loss that could really derail your retirement plans. And so it's really important that you you make sure you're not taking too much risk with your investments, especially as you're getting within those last few years before retirement, because that could massively disrupt your plans. Um, and, then, and then the third thing, you know, we talked about three things. So one of them was the income distribution plan. The other one was having a clear vision of your retirement. Uh, and the next one we're going to say is having a tax strategy. Oh, yeah, you know, there's always of, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, you know, don't shoot the messenger. All right. Yeah, you know, I know. I, I, I hate, get it. I, I hate to be the guy bringing up taxes, um, you know, but I'm going to say that's my job because that's something we have to factor into. And, and a joke that I make with a lot of people about the retirement, the retirement accounts, which, you know, I probably need another joke because most folks don't like it. Um, but I ask them who's, you know, what's what, you know, what does the other you know, owner of that retirement account think about all this? Um, and I'm just joking. I'm, at the same time, what I'm trying to do is remind everybody that the government is a co-owner of your retirement account, right? Everybody is going to pay taxes on their retirement account. If it's a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, when you pull that money out, the government is going to take their share. They're going to charge income taxes, not capital gains tax rates. Um, and the same thing with annuity gains, by the way, uh, an annuity is very, very similar from a tax standpoint to money in an IRA. In other words, you put the money into an IRA, you get a tax, you know, you know it, it grows tax deferred. You put money into the annuity, it grows tax deferred. 
Um, when you take the money out of your IRA, it's taxed like income. And when you take your gains out of the annuity, it's taxed like income. So, so uh, you want to be aware of these things, uh, you know, because some people actually, one of my clients I met last week, um, they decided to sell some real estate last year and they had a very sizable gain in the real estate. What they didn't realize is that that extra income would bump up the cost of their Medicare, which makes it look like they're getting 300 bucks a month less from their social security. Because anybody on Social Security and Medicare, guys, you know that the government takes the cost of the Medicare directly out of your Social Security benefit payment. And so she told me that the government cut their Social Security by over $300 a month. And I said, I said, I don't, I don't think that's exactly what happened um, because they don't do that. They don't reduce your Social Security. Um, but what they will do is if your income is above, like the first level is about 177 for a married couple. So it's about 88 grand for a single um, below that level, everybody pays the same for Medicare. It's like 150 bucks a month, roughly. Okay. I think it's 140, 148, 149. Anyway, as your income goes higher, you can pay considerably more for Medicare. And because you're paying more for Medicare and they take it out of your Social Security payment, it looks as though your Social Security payment got cut. You follow me? I do. So it that's not truly what happened. They didn't actually cut your Social Security. What they did is they raised the cost of your Medicare because your income was much higher in that year. And, and there are income bans, uh, you know, for people making more. I think if you make something like over, I think if the couple is over 400, I want to say maybe 400 grand, uh, that that jumps your Medicare premium up to maybe 450, 500 bucks a month. Wow. Wow. Uh, what I would say, what I would say, by the way, is, is some of these, if you guys really paid attention to the tax, this is something <laughs> I guess a financial guy like me does. I look at the tax tables and I look at these increases in Medicare and I say, why are you stopping at four or 500,000? How come the guy that's making a billion dollars a year is paying the same amount as a dude making 400 grand? Well, I just don't you, think you that, make a point. I don't think that's appropriate personally. I think there should be far more higher brackets for all the super rich people that are making so much more money. I mean, there are people making a billion dollars a year. Oh yeah. That, you know, right now it's happening. It's real. They, I think they could be, if I, you know, that's my opinion. What can I say? Um, you know, so the point is we want to have a tax strategy, right? So something you want to look at, like I'm, um, as you're doing the distribution, you're in retirement, you're focused on decumulation or distribution. We want to look at what's taxable and how it's going to impact your overall tax situation. So if we have the conversation, see, my client never called me up. We never had the conversation. They didn't talk to me about selling the real estate and they didn't tell me any of this. Otherwise, I could have pointed it out to them and maybe we could have found a different way to do it. Maybe we could have done, I could have helped them with a the 1031 exchange. So you guys in real estate might know there's a 1030, something called a 1031 exchange where you can take a real estate property that you own and we can effectively sell it and transfer the money into another piece of real estate property tax-free through, through the IRS code 1031. And, and so uh, nonetheless, there are things that an advisor can help you. Can, maybe they did consider it. You know, we didn't, I didn't ask them that specific question. Uh, but my point is that you need to, it's very important to communicate with your financial advisor Whenever you're doing anything that has a big impact on your finances, you should make just make that quick phone call. Talk to him and say you know, to he or she, "Do you have any ideas? Do you have any thoughts? You know, and, and see where it goes." Right. That's something I could, you know, I could have helped them with that if they had if they had made the call and let me know. Sure. Well, again, that's why it's important to give you a call and to to have that communication, to have that relationship, if you will. And uh, folks, if you'd like to get it started, it's 800 800-975-6717. 800-975-6717.
Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current client. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. You know, do the Roth conversions in your 50s and, and get tax-free yes. income in your 60s, and your Medicare payment's not going to go up. That's right. You got it. In fact, the strategy that I have for me and my wife, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm self-employed, you know, and so I'm able to pick my own health insurance. Uh, and, and what I'm leading up to is that if anybody is in a situation where you pick your own health insurance or you have a health insurance plan that says it's HSA eligible, by all means, we should have a conversation because there's an account you could set up called an HSA account, which is a health savings account that is truly triple tax free if you do, if you use the money for healthcare expenses uh, and, and you know within the guidelines of which it's very very flexible. Um, you know, so what I'm doing is we, we've got a health savings account that the money will come out tax free for healthcare expenses, um, and a, a provision in the law allows you one thing that we're doing. I have a, a file that we are keeping for all of our medical expenses. Every, you know, it can be vision, dental, chiropractic, uh, any number of things. It could be for long-term care. It could be any, any number of things that you can use HSA money for. So you put it in tax-free, you get a tax break. It grows tax-free. And as long as you bring it out for qualified expenses, again, they're very, very flexible. Um, it's tax-free. And the government will let you actually pay yourself back so in other words, me and my wife, we're saving all our bills, all the receipts from every medical expense we pay. We're paying it with regular money now. And then when I'm, I don't know, maybe 70 years old, I don't know when, whenever I feel like it, I guess, I guess is the yeah, answer. Because right. it's, it's going to grow tax-free and it's invested. It's invested in, you know, in the stock market uh, where I want it, where I manage it. And um, you know, so I'm going to let it grow at, at least into my 70s is my plan. And then I, I can pull it out and you, I could pull out, a, you know, if, if the expenses are $100,000, I could pull out $100,000 tax-free, pay myself back, which just means, you know, I can use it for whatever I want, essentially, and it'll be tax-free, you know, and it'll be paid off against those expenses that accrued over the previous 20 years, which I think is fantastic. It's a phenomenal opportunity. If anybody's in the situation, you've got an HSA eligible insurance plan, that's the first priority. Um, but it'll give us tax-free income that we can pay for whatever we want. So I'm not gonna have to bring in taxable income in addition to my social security. My social security and my tax-free money will cover us for several years. And at least in those years, you know, we'll have very low taxes, uh, but that'll be from a Roth IRA, a combination of a Roth IRA and an HSA account. 
That's a, that's a great strategy. And, and speaking of strategies, we talked a little bit earlier about annuities and uh, how that fits into a plan, because it's not right for everybody, but it can be right in, in certain situations. It, you know what? I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because um, I want to talk about these doggone annuities that you know, seem to get so much bad press. And, and I've, I tell you what, I had a conversation with one of my clients uh, yesterday um, that they've been a client for four or five years now. And four years ago in 2017, um, June 7th of 2017, uh, I, I, I suggested, you know, they wanted something that was safe. They wanted something that would, would hopefully get better returns than their bank CDs, you know, but they didn't want to take a chance on losing any money. All right. And guys, a lot of the business that I do with index annuities, the reason that my clients are doing it, it's not because of, of any, they don't need income. They're not looking for income. Um, and a lot, a lot of annuity contracts, of course, you can set them up for income, but they're not all, they do not all guarantee lifetime income. It's important to understand that. There's a lot of differences from, from one contract, one annuity contract to another. Um, and, but some of them are, have, have the, uh, you know, they've got the guarantee of the safety where you cannot lose any money, you know, as, as long as, you know, you can't lose any money if the market drops is what I'm saying. If you take the money out too early, then yes, you could have a penalty and lose money. Uh, they typically let you take them up, take out 10% a year um, without any penalty. And for savers, these are a fantastic tool, guys. I'll tell you, this contract my client took out four years ago, uh, we just passed the anniversary, right, June 7th. And we were talking about it yesterday. She put in, in $100,000 even. And the value as of the uh, four-year anniversary is $147,281. So she's up 47% in four years. On these horrible annuities that people say they're Goodness. so terrible, right? Yeah. Double digit returns for four years from a risk free product. All right, guys, it it to me this is it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. If if you're not making double digit returns in your brokerage account, if your advisor is not making you double digit returns, and you're taking the risk of a loss, right? Yeah. Then that would seriously recommend at you ask yourself why are you taking that risk? Why are you taking the risk of losing money if they're not beating? and outperforming products that are guaranteed against losing money. And I can show you multiple accounts, multiple accounts. Um, I've got an, another client I had from the other day. Uh, it was five years and he's up 40, 45% in a different company, different contract. Um, but, but these are, these are really good, you know, good eight, nine, 10% returns guys from a risk, from a product that has no risk of losing money. You know, so if the market, if the market gets cut in half, you won't lose a dime. But when the market does well, like it has for the last several years, you make good returns. I'm going to say a 10% plus annual return is a pretty darn good return. Oh, I'd say that's fantastic. You, you know, again, there's no chance of losing money. You've got a contractual guarantee that you will not lose money. So I, I, I talk to a lot of people, you know, these days that, um, you know, that are concerned about the market, right? And, and I think with good reason, you know, we've, we've had a great, great performing market. I think we hit another record high. Today, actually, this was, I believe, the 35th record high for 2021. Goodness gracious. Um, you know, so you look at that and you say, you know what? Should anybody be surprised if the market were to, were to drop 15, 20% in a, in a couple of weeks? Would that be surprising? Because I guarantee you, everybody, all the talking heads on television are going to say nobody should be surprised by that, right? Right. So, so you want to ask yourself if you need to have as much mar money at risk in the stock market as you do, okay? Because like I said... I can show you guaranteed products. I can show you the customer statements. I black out their, you know, their name and personal information. 
But you can see it's a customer statement. You see the values, all the numbers, you see everything. And I, and I do this so that you know it's real. It's, this, is, this is not a figment of, my, you know, of anybody's imagination. These products get a very bad rap. It drives me crazy. In fact, uh, you know, in, in, my, in my new book that I did, uh, Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care, uh, I wrote a chapter in there in the, and I uh, titled it something like, you know, annuity is not a bad word. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's so true. And and again, you have to I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And and so that's yes. your, your that's your job is to help educate us and, and show yes. us in black and white. This is what it can do. This is what it can do. And you see, the thing is, index annuities, they're tied to stock market indexes. OK. And so when the indexes do well, these can do really well. Like I said, 45, 47 percent gains over four years. I think that's a fantastic return, guys, especially when you're talking about 10-year treasury rate being below 1.5, okay? You, we've got to put compare apples to apples. And if you're comparing this to other guaranteed products, the highest five-year rate that I can find right now is 2.75. 2.75 on a five-year guaranteed rate, whereas on these index annuities that protect us against market losses, in the last four years, she's up 47% plus, net, net, okay? So- these can do really well. These play, I say these, play, these are like another asset class. And what I suggest is that money in your portfolio, if you've got a $2 million portfolio and you're, you know, you're retired or getting ready to retire, maybe you should think about putting half of that money into safe products like this that cannot lose money, right? And can get you really nice returns if the markets do well. But if the markets go south for a couple of years, you won't lose a penny in these types of products. And then when the market goes back up, there's a feature within these called an annual reset so let's say somebody puts 100000 at the market now and the market gets cut in half, right? If you've got money in, your, in the stock market, you need to double to get back to break even, right? Right. But if, you've got, but if you've got one of these policies with an annual reset, your cost basis resets every year. So if the market is cut in half, when it finally decides to turn around and start going up again, you're going to be making money much faster than anybody in the stock market. Oh, man, that is fantastic. I mean, those are the kinds of things that not everybody knows, Kevin, and, and why it's so important to work with somebody like you, a fiduciary, independent advisor, to, to help get us, to help maximize our retirement. And that, I mean, you get excited about that stuff. Oh, I, you know what? I love, I love, I'll admit it. I love, the, I, I love this stuff. And, uh, you, you know, because there's a, there's, we, there's a wide range and a wide variety of ways that anybody can invest, Right. But if you can get possibly high single digit or low double digit returns from, a, from an investment that doesn't have a risk of a loss, I think that's about as good as it's going to get. I really do. Um, I mean, these are really good returns from a product that, that is guaranteed. Okay. We call them safe money because they're guaranteed. You've got a contractual guarantee. Uh, on the other hand, I also manage portfolios. I, I've talked before and I'll be, real, I'll be brief. I started managing uh, portfolios based on 40 years of historical research and back testing data, which going back to 1980 uh, is a portfolio that averages over 25% per year. Last year, I said, I have to take this live and I have to see this for myself. I took it live July 14th of last year for just a, a small group of clients. Uh, and this is a concentrated stock portfolio where I might hold between five and 10 stocks. And what I'm trying to demonstrate is that I've got a tool that I believe I've got a strategy that I believe is successful at picking winning stocks. And I've got the data to back it up. Uh, unfortunately, it's only one year of live data, but I'd be happy to share it with anybody. Uh, and I will tell you through today's close, the portfolio is up 68% net since Oof. July 14th of, since July 14th of, of last summer. 
you are going to have a, a big celebration come July 14th. I am. I, t- I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to it. I'd love to get it up, uh, you know, see the gains and improve a couple more percent so it can be over 70% just because I think that sounds awesome. I think you know? your dog's but- excited. I tell you what, you hear that in the background? He's giving me that's his that's his applause. He's, he's I like voicing it. his he's voicing his support. You know, so <laughs> uh, so so guys, I I really do believe I've got I've, I've got the gamut of tools that I can help you. Whether you're looking for something safe and conservative, or you're looking for high growth, um, be aggressive with a little piece of your money, maybe. Yeah, I'd be happy to show you how I'm doing it here for my clients. That sounds fantastic. Folks, uh, again, it's 800-975-6717. You can visit silverleaffinancial.com. That's a great place to start as well. And and just have a conversation with Kevin. Have, you know, find out, learn. That's what it's all about. And I you know, we we've talked about this before, Kevin, but but you know, the whole behavioral finance thing and 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 just financial education in general. We just don't get it. No, it, you and, know what, and, it's but very, it, but it's to us to learn. It, it is, it, it is in our, in our system, you know, in this country, you know, what most of us don't have a pension anymore. So you, you, you really owe it. Even if you do have a pension, I'd say you owe it to yourself to, to check these things out, study a little bit, you know, and, and have some conversations to make sure, you know, at least you're on track and you're heading the right direction. You know, right. I'm happy to have that conversation guys. And you know, it's, it, there's no obligation and there's no cost, by the way, sure. it's just an initial phone call. See if we're a good fit. We talk 10 or 15 minutes. And then if you want to set up a meeting, I'm, I'm certainly happy to do it, but we can start off with just a phone call and see how that goes. Well, and again, I, I'm going to ask you about Robin hood and I'm sure you're aware of what, what's going on this week with them. A couple of big oh, yeah. things. Uh, yes. One, the fine, right? Yes. Fenra biggest, came up biggest, with the biggest fine ever. Biggest fine ever. Yeah. And yeah. then the next day they are, they're announcing their IPO. Yeah, the, you know, the IPO has been planned for a while. And, and to give you a little background, what I believe is going on here is that the IPO has been planned for a while. Um, they settled with the SEC prior to this, also for a very large fine. Oh, uh, and this and this was a settlement with FINRA. And so what it appears to me is what they're trying to do is kind of clean up their books a little bit before they do the roadshow for the IPO. Uh-huh. Uh, the, ro- the roadshow is when the company goes on the road, visits all the investment banking and brokerage firms. Uh, with the underwriters of the stock, in other words, who's ever taken them public, you know, like, let's say it's, I don't know who it is, but maybe it's Goldman Sachs, maybe it's Morgan Stanley, I don't know, whoever it is. There's a syndicate, a group of investment banks uh, that are going to be working together to bring them public. And and they're going to do, we used to call it a dog and pony show. Of course, I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. You know, and uh, so so that's what they're doing. I believe that's what they're doing by paying these fines. They want to get them off the books. They want to say, hey, folks, we've learned our lesson. We pay, you know, we, we weren't guilty of anything because they're not going to admit guilt. Uh, they're just going to pay a big, you know, write a big old check. Um, but they want to put it behind them. And I believe that's what this is all about. I'm, I'm actually glad to see it. You know what? I'm glad to see it. Hopefully they will change their ways because some of the stuff they were doing was just crazy to be, you know, oh, to, yeah. in, in, in my view. Well, they made it too easy. I, I don't know. That's probably the wrong word. But but again, just that that whole process, to me, it makes more sense to go with somebody like you. You've been doing this for more than 30 years. You've got the insight that an app on my phone doesn't have, you know? Hey, <laughs> that's, that, 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 you know what? I, I believe that's definitely the case. And, and you know what? Any good advisor should be should be making you probably 10 times the amount of whatever they're charging you. Right. And, and if they're, and if they're not, you know, I'm, I'm happy to show you how I'm doing uh, with my clients as well, because we, we generally speaking, we are doing that. Sure. So, I mean, again, so what's the takeaway going into the holiday weekend? You know what the, the takeaway, I'd say, be careful, you know, be careful. We've had, um, you know, a heck of a first half guys, the market's up 12, 13, 14%, depending on the index. So make sure you're being careful with your portfolio. Don't take too much risk. 
uh, you know, give me a call if you'd like to talk and otherwise have a great holiday weekend. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.